Welcome in to another edition of the Happy Night Kite Podcast episode, episode 41. A special Sunday edition. Happy Father's Day to all the tappers who listen and our dads. Probably don't, hopefully don't listen to the car because our language is a little salty. Uh, but we're going to just recap all game seven. Uh, Bucks, Nets, taping this uh, Saturday afternoon. So we don't know who's who they're going to play. We'll talk about both potential matchups. We'll also talk about just the game itself, the series. Here with Mitch. Mitch, I don't even need to ask you how you're doing. I know you're doing well, brother. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Today is uh, just coming coming down off, you know, one of the better days of, of, of my uh, of my life, honestly, as sad as that is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, you know, a little, uh, little tired as we record this podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah I, uh, no, nothing, nothing too out of the ordinary for a Sunday, but, um, uh, I, I mean, I told you, like, I'm, I'm home alone. We had some time to kill before, uh, before I headed over to my father's day festivities. And I was like, I, you know, I could chop it up for a little bit. And you're like, do you have a voice? Cause like my voice was gone yesterday. Oh, like yeah. I, it I every bone in my body was living and breathing and I knew I knew it was going to be intense I didn't start getting nervous until I don't know I was driving to my fiance's bridal shower and I kind of started to feel it a little bit kind of started to be like all right holy fuck here we go and then once everything tipped off it was it was on and the bucks were so tight to start the game and I think I think it like exemplifies just how mentally tough this Bucks team is. And it was, you know, 12 days ago, you and I did a podcast where we're like, are they even mentally tough? Are like, we were dejected. We were like, this is like, this looks over. That was after the blowout, right? Yeah. Yeah. After the blowout. And you were like, we're like, I don't know. I don't know what, what's next. Like, I don't, I don't know what this team has. And then a truly bizarre game three, um, where, yeah. you know, it was a rock fight. We, we mosey our way to the broad house and the broad house magic kind of starts there. And you're like, is there something to this? And then game four, you know, Kyrie goes down and injuries happen. Uh, I know that there will be a lot of people that say, well, if Kyrie doesn't get hurt. You know, what's this series look like? I mean, okay. You know what I mean? Like it's part of basketball. And, and I really, I really hope people don't do that, but I know they will, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, they will. I mean, I don't know. Maybe in, you know, in two weeks, people won't remember it as much. Um, You know, it's, it's like when Toronto won the finals, it was like, you know, people kind of, kind of gave it shit at the time, but then it was like, well, you know, eventually it, it, you know, that goes away and, and you just remember the result and, um, which is, you know, part of the reason why there's super teams in the NBA because in 30 years these guys can go can look back and say, yeah, I won, I won three titles. Nobody's going to really remember how they won it. I mean, no. you know, except for the, you know, the close observers and people that are, you know, diehard fans and stuff like that. I mean, so look, I mean, they still had Kevin Kevin Durant. I almost said Kevin Garnett. Um, <laughs> Kevin Durant, who, you know, the dude was incredible again in game seven. I mean, he, he just, it, it, the dude just never stops. Um, 
But I, I think Durant, like, I know LeBron is LeBron, right? But I think playing Durant is more terrifying than playing LeBron. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. It, like, uh, and how and, and how lucky are we that he has size 17 feet or whatever he's got? Yeah, his big ass foot. He, that, he said he said it. He's like, I thought it was over. And I stepped yeah. on the line. Yeah, and, and, and he did say that. And another thing he said as well that I thought was um, – classy i guess he you know people are asking him about what what the nets didn't do and he repeatedly said like you got to credit the milwaukee bucks they're they're a great team they're on their way to a championship and i thought that was you know not something that i would expect to come out of james harden's mouth um but kevin durant you know respects the game and um was tipping his cap repeatedly after the game and um i mean and then it would just it just was sort of interesting that he airballed that last shot. I mean, it was like here's this guy that's been unstoppable basically for seven games, played a shit ton of minutes, played every minute in that game, and airballed the last shot. You know, the Nets scored two points in overtime, and it was like it, the first possession of overtime they got a layup. It finally that was it. They finally ran out of gas. Like I think we yeah. all thought at some point they might just sort of run out of gas and I think critics will I so it's a weird thing because I think there will be people who will criticize Nash for just going all out in game five and I wondered like was that the right strategy but at the same token I don't think you beat the Bucks on game five if you don't go all out like if you don't go all out in that game five I think that they are there's no way they come back and win that game. Like there's a- absolutely no, there's absolutely no way. And so they had to go all out to win that game. But because of that game six became a wash because everybody was dog tired on the nets and the bucks were able to kind of just wire to wire that victory. And then game seven, it was nuts on the table and the drew holiday and Chris Middleton who were so bad for a variety of the game holiday more than Middleton just showed up in the fourth quarter when we needed them. And yeah. I, I tweeted out, I didn't tweet a ton Lily. My sorry, my dog's about to about to bark at a big Husky. Um, I didn't tweet a ton actually, um, which I had my phone in my pocket. Cause I just, it's one of those games where I was just like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to look at my phone. Like I'll, I'll check in, but right before the fourth quarter started, I go, Chris Middleton's going to show up. And I, I just had a feeling. Yeah. I, he showed up in these fourth quarters so often, and he did it again. Yeah, I, I, I did I did see that tweet of yours. Uh, I think I was waiting in line to use the restroom uh, at the end of the third quarter. Bucks were up by one. Yeah. And I was like, Lord, I hope so. Um, <laughs> and, it, like, the Bucks made 15 threes last night, too. Wow. I mean, I didn't know that. I, I did not realize that. That's got to be uh, twice as many as any other game this series. Yeah, almost. I think they had 11 in game four, but f- 15, they were 41% from three. PJ Tucker was three of five. Lopez, three of four. Connington, three of five off the bench. Connington was the only player to have bench points for either team, which is wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, Coach Bud basically played six guys. I mean, that yeah, was... and he did that in Game Six too. And so, for all the shit that Bud gets, I mean, there were some good Bud things. I mean, that that was good. The adjustment with Giannis 
putting Giannis on Bruce Brown so Giannis could help more. He talked about that after the game, that that was an adjustment that that Bud made, I think was really savvy from from the coach. Now, the Brooke Lopez play, I, he, he admitted he fucked that up. Like, he said, I got to be better. That yeah. should not have been the play call. Um, on the on the shot clock violation. Yeah, down the stretch. Yeah. So yeah, that that was that was pretty bad. Um, yeah, but because Brooke also Brooke, Brooke also saved the game with that block on Durant. Yep. I think that was was that an overtime? It was an overtime. Yeah. So, I would say that almost kind of evened out. Um, yep. And he had 19 points. I mean, which is three for four from three, seven of 11 from the floor. Played 46 fucking minutes. Five offensive rebounds, four blocks, he had eight total rebounds. I mean, this is where plus minus drives me crazy because he was a plus two. Like, dude was a plus, like, a thousand. Like, I I mean, his impact in the game was incredible. I thought Brooke yeah. was so good in that game. And P.J. Tucker's minus four, right? And it's like, <laughs> P.J. Yeah. was fucking – he was huge. Yeah. I mean, he just was. Like, he, he's not going to score. He's not going to do much that – he did fall out. Wow. Yeah. Um, you got that. T- you got that bullshit off the ball call uh, in the in overtime. Okay. Yeah, I, so. I couldn't remember if he fouled out or not, but that doesn't surprise me. Um, well, with the the officials, man. I, I I hope that they don't that that doesn't deter like the Bucks winning doesn't deter the NBA media types to kill the officials. Like they yeah. they need to be killed. Like that was so obvious early on that they just. And then it, it seemed to change at the end. Like, I don't know if it was just like they realized, like, holy shit, we've kind of called this one-sided. But it did seem like all of a sudden the Bucks were starting to get whistles down the stretch, which I made no sense to me at all. Might just be a bad officiating crew for game seven. They weren't up for it. For, no question yeah. about it. Well, I mean, they were they were biting on, on uh, James Harden's bait early in the game. I yep. believe I tweeted that. That was probably my first tweet of the game. A um, couple minutes in, and there was part of me, like in the back of my mind, was like, you know, the Bucks. That second quarter was pretty brutal, but I, it was almost like we got them right where we want them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just something felt like, um, and I said to you guys, I'm like, a six point lead is the worst lead in sports. I think I might have even tweeted that one too, just <laughs> kind of jokingly to play off the playoff to everyone talking the, about the, the two, two, goal, two, goal two goal lead two goal lead yeah two goal yeah. lead worst lead in hockey worst lead in soccer well it just felt like it just felt like it, it couldn't have gone much worse in that second quarter and we're only down six and eventually the officiating and you know some of the shots they're gonna fall and 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 you get a few bounces here and there and they did and i mean you know uh, I saw a stat on Twitter. I shared it with you guys. You know, Giannis shot a better three-point percentage than Joe Harris from game three, games three through seven, um, which is fucking insane. I mean, we 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 dodged a pretty big bullet there with uh, with Joe Harris being being uh, lemon booty um, basically the whole series, and that was you know I was terrified of him. Just oh, God, yeah. just I just nightmares of him coming off screens and. You know, but like the Nets just played a ton of ISO. I mean, that's I mean that's what they had to do. You know, that's what you're gonna do with Durant. I get it, but man, I I want to cover the the Harris part in a second. But I, the ISO part, 
Do you think that that was the reason why the Bucks were playing so much ISO is that they kind of were playing into the Nets hand and doing what the Nets are and that whoever they play, whether it's the Hawks or the Sixers, that we shouldn't expect that ISO shit to continue because that was more of what the, what the Nets were doing. Yeah. I mean, you, you might get sucked into, you know, a certain style um, playing against that team uh, just because that's sort of, I don't know. It's, that seems to happen sometimes. I mean, you just get sort of, I don't know, stuck doing the, the, the stuff you see and, it, you know, but trying to go shot for shot with Kevin Durant <laughs> No, I mean, never is, gonna is, work. Is the worst. I mean, it is, it is the worst. I mean, they were able to, to do it, but it's not not fun to go through as a fan. Where it's like, you know, you know what's you you know who's getting the ball. Everyone in the building knows who's getting the ball for for, for Brooklyn, right? I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it was KD and, um, you know, the Bucks, the Bucks superstar Giannis, uh, two-time MVP is just not that type of player. I mean, he's just, he's just not gonna, so you kind of have to have to rely on Chris Middleton to be, to be good enough. And, um, and he was in game seven. I mean, he had 23 coming off a huge game, six monstrous game, six, 23 points in game seven. I mean, huge. And, and drew holiday down the stretch too. Like yeah, yeah was, they just... he was, he was absolutely embarrassingly bad. Oh yeah, um, I mean, if if they lose this game and we're licking our wounds all summer, what we are talking about more than anything else is Drew Holiday, and just mm-hmm. like this was the reason we brought him in. Eric Bledsoe was so bad for those playoffs, and Holiday was supposed to be this guy, and then he turned into Bledsoe. He turned into John Starks, who had the legendary two for eighteen game in the in a game game seven Bob Cousy also had one and Bob Cousy's a legend which is crazy that but when I think when you play enough game sevens you just you there's going to be one I mean Boston was always involved when Bob Cousy was around and so Holiday kind of saved his his narrative not necessarily his legacy but his narrative with the city of Milwaukee and maybe this propels him into the next round and Holiday just goes crazy in this next round and the next round's more about holiday, which I'll be honest, there's, there might be a real chance for that no matter who you're playing. Cause if they're playing Atlanta, you're going to have Trey young on you and you're going to, you're going to get your opportunity. And then if you're playing Philly, it's unlikely you're going to see Ben Simmons or Matisse Thibel on holiday. And so holiday is going to get a Furkan Kormaz, uh Seth Curry, um, maybe Tyrese Maxey, who's all right defensively, but a rookie. And so I think there's a real opportunity that Holiday could have a massive Eastern Conference Finals, no matter the team. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. He's he's uh, he's not going to see probably the – well, I mean, Simmons might, might guard Holiday, I would imagine. Yeah, I think you'll see some Simmons. I mean, I think Simmons will, will pick up Giannis a lot I think that will be the that will be the big matchup right I think you're going to see a lot of Giannis Giannis Simmons and that will be discussed if the Bucks and Sixers or will Embiid take will Embiid take him and and that will also be discussed there will be there's a ton of storylines with Philly and Milwaukee 
I think, you know, we can get into that in a little bit, but uh, yeah, why don't we get into it now? Cause I want to bring back the Joe Harris comment you made about Joe Harris's lemon booty. And so bucks around two. the bucks, this weird broad house thing where we've won five games there. We have not seen a loss yet. It's incredible. Tim, our guy, our bartender has been incredible too. Shout out to him. Um, and, and like Joe Harris not being Jay Crowder, Joe Harris not being Fred Van Vliet, being the reverse, really, of those two guys. And the way they found a way to win this game, game seven in Brooklyn, like you just start wondering, right? You just start wondering about, is this destined? Is this starting to feel like there's everything's kind of falling into place? Now I know don't trust the Bucks. I know everything. But you gotta admit, man, it's starting to. It's you're just getting that vibe. At least I am. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, uh, I'm looking here at the at the play by play from the game, and we were talking about Drew Holiday, and it's like the Bucks were down 96 and 91 with 5:39 to go, and then that's when Drew Holiday started started to cook. He hit he hit a big three, got it down to two. Then they go back up 106.9 or 101.96 with four minutes left. And then Middleton hits a big three to get it back to two. And then the Bucks sort of went. Then Holiday had, had a couple shots to kind of get, you know, those are big. I mean, step back three and a pull up at the baseline, 16 footer. I mean, to make it 106, 103. And that was when, like, it was like, holy crap. I know, I know, I know when Middleton got fouled. Um, I think he might have stripped Durant from behind yeah. or something or had a rear contest and grabbed the ball and took it down and Harden fouled him and or Chris made both to make it 109 to 105. And that was when the, the shot clock violation play happened and you know thereabouts and we somehow went to overtime in that game but I, I thought I thought that it was over right there and we, we had that game and I know friend of the pod Eric was with us um, shout out to him and I mean, I was, I was about to lose it. Cause I'm like, we are going to go to overtime and this is not going to go well. Um, and I don't know they, they, they pulled it out, but yeah, I, man, the holidays, I mean, for as bad as holiday was, it just, he had, that was a huge three and it was oh, five and a half to go. And he had great defense on Durant in the final play of the game. I mean, holiday had some defining shit down the stretch and it was great. Yeah. And yeah, your comment about all these different moments, like when Harden banked in that three yeah. and we're down five, I'm like, this is it. Like, we're going to overtime? Like, fuck. Like, and I kind of hate, and I've been saying that I want to do this as like a daily dap thing for a larger, larger conversation about like Wisconsin heartbreak and things like that. Cause I think it's I'm not saying it's overrated, but I want to point out to fans like, the reason we have so much heartbreak is because we've had so much success. And I think a lot of other States would kill and cities would kill for this kind of success. And it's just part of the success, but I, it's a larger conversation, but I kind of did have this thought of like, Oh my God, we are in winter had an overtime. We're doing this again. This heartbreak shit is happening again. It's, it's going to, it's just going to be another footnote on the last 10 fucking years since the Packers won the Super Bowl, of all these things that have went wrong in the worst possible fashion. That's where I thought we were headed, and it didn't. And you can call me a pessimist. You can call me whatever, but like, 
like I've just we've just been through a lot of wars. And when I did the review, which was uh, I know a lot of people enjoyed it and I'm really happy. Uh, the, all the feedback has been great. Um, I felt kind of like a douchebag that I was on my phone right after doing that. But you, you, you got you got to pay the bills, Mitch. Um, yeah. And uh, and saying it, it was a war because it was a war like that was as intense of a playoff series as, as I've ever been a part of as a fan. Like, yeah. I, I, I kind of remember Philly in 2001. I, some of the Brewers, the Brewer Dodger series had some intense moments, but nothing like this, man. That, that Brewers Diamondbacks in 2011. Oh, yeah. Uh, good call. Good call. Was that, and that's only a five game series, so yeah, and that bit, one a little bit less less excruciating. But you're right, though. That one I remember that that game five was so nuts, and that was probably at at that level of intensity where you were just hanging on everything, and just in in expected the worst a little bit. You know, at that point we hadn't had the Wisconsin heartbreak stuff. It was Wisconsin. We had the douchey douchey t-shirts where the bucks were omitted i mean think about that fucking yeah. 10 years ago they had the wisconsin stuff the bucks were omitted there were no horns it was the badgers the packers and the brewers and and the bucks were omitted because they were so bad and just a rudderless ship and then 10 years later the Deer District looked like a fucking Lollapalooza out there after yeah. the game. And that's how far we've come in a decade. And yeah. and this is going to sound corny and you got whatever. But as I'm watching on the other TV, because I don't know if you know this, Mitch, but I switched TVs um, in the second half because I was like, we ain't seen a win on that TV, and we've seen a win. Brown House for good people. They have three TVs in the back. We saw wins yep. on the left TV, the right TV, and the left TV. I was thought the middle one was bad. Look, now Mitch watched it in the middle, so we'll we'll have to figure this out some other game. But well, and and shout out to me for you know. So the last couple games, I had been cycling through beers to to consume until, and I finally found one that stuck and Miller High Life. Uh, during the game, game seven, and so I'll take full credit for the victory. Yeah, uh, upon no. that revelation. So, and then what? The last part I was going to say about this was, you know, I'm so I'm kind of by myself a little bit with some of our guys, whole lot, and his buddy, and and but I, I to myself internally, I'm just kind of saying, you know what? Like I know that it would suck if they lose this. But I'm with so many of my friends right now. Yeah. And I can't remember a Saturday night where like all of us were together. And fuck, man, like that part. And, and some of you younger kids might not understand it. When you get to your late early 30s, that shit just doesn't happen that often because everybody has their own shit. Everybody. Some people have kids. Some people don't live close like. And, and I, everybody's got weddings and, and who knows what else. And the fact that like we were all together, like was kind of almost at, at a little point outweighed basketball just because we, we just haven't had that. And that, that like warmed my heart. 
well yeah yeah that's a good point and like i kept thinking too like you know this morning before we started taping like i mean we're this is like we're coming out of the pandemic too like yeah to just to just have thousands and thousands of people i mean rallying around this team is uh it's pretty crazy i mean and like like you're saying you know 10 years ago i mean five years ago where yeah. were we i mean um it's just yeah it's, it's amazing like i i just we just i, I like we we deserve it you know I mean, absolutely and chris and Giannis have been through it all man they've seen it from the ground up and Giannis was never supposed to be the top guy it was supposed to be jabari parker then Giannis ascended jabari had his knee stuff he had his issues with jason kidd and just you know unfortunately never lived up to that which hurts and yeah. it ended up being Chris Middleton. And Chris Middleton heard so much hate. And people thought Chris Middleton couldn't be a second guy. People still don't think Chris Middleton's a top 20 player, which I still want to do that exercise. I know Simmons and Rosillo did it. I want to do it myself. I'm sure I'll come out biased. But he is. He just is. I'm sorry. Like, I, I know there are other guys who look sexier. But... I trust Chris Middleton down the stretch in the same way. I trust Aaron Rodgers to make a big pass when he needs to the same way. I trust Christian Yelich to come up with a big hit. Like that's where I put Chris Middleton and I know other people might not, but that's where I am at with mids, especially down the stretch. Put him in that going back a couple of years of Ryan Braun. Yeah. Category. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great. Great call. Yeah. Ryan Braun. Where, it's just, you, where he just has a knack for, I mean, Ryan Braun is probably the most clutch hitter I've seen. Oh, most yeah. most clutch athlete I've probably seen in my life. And when it comes to this, you know, our teams, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it was Chris in Game Seven, and you know, again, Drew too it was 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 huge as well. But you know, both those guys to to sort of come through when it really mattered. I mean, that's what that's what we kept saying about Brooklyn and their defense people kept saying like their defense isn't good, but if they can just get some timely stops, you know, they'll be fine. And, and they, they couldn't do that. I mean, uh, ultimately they couldn't do that. And, you know, none of their, none of their role players really did much uh, in the game basically was the, was the Durant show and a little bit of Harden sprinkled in on, on kind of one leg, but even he was five of 17, two of 12 from three and flopped on every one of them. I promise you that. Um, <laughs> So fuck him, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I don't know where else to go from here. I mean, I think I don't know if we look. Do we look ahead to Atlanta? Yeah, we? no, I, mean, I want to. Yeah, that's I. I'm glad you went there. I that's where I. It's kind of where I wanted to go. Um, so let's start. I guess let's. Let me. I'll ask you the question, and we can talk with whatever your answer is. Who do you want to play? Do you want to play Atlanta, or do you want to play Philly? <sighs> I guess I'd prefer to play Atlanta. That's probably the, the obvious oh, answer. You're, cop, uh, you're copping out. You want to play Philly, dude. I know you. You want Philly. I want Philly. I want to bury their asses. Well, it would be it would be tremendous, just like I wanted to, to bury Brooklyn and bury Miami. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I don't really care, but it's like – Either one of those opponents are, are not as good as Brooklyn. I think that's objectively yep. true. Like, um, but Philly, Philly, I think presents problems. Yeah. Um, Atlanta, Atlanta presents problems. I mean, Atlanta, yeah. 
Atlanta, the, the, our last memory of Atlanta was an awful fourth quarter. Yep. Um, where the Bucks completely blew a game and just played like dog shit in the fourth quarter, uh, which happened for a good month there. Yeah. Um, which which put them in a position to be a three seed, um, among other things. But uh, Atlanta is a, a pretty good three point shooting team, so that is pretty scary. But you know the Bucks, or I mean the, the Sixers. I just, I just, I still have sometimes get nightmares of that Christmas Day game, um, just where yeah. Gian, Giannis cannot figure out Embiid, um, and I think that that would be his primary defender. But you know, taking on Joel Embiid in a series isn't that scary, just because the dude's gonna get tired, the dude's gonna get hurt, the dude's gonna get this and that, like. He is not a he's not a machine like like a guy like Giannis. I mean, Embiid's always on the ground, um, and for a guy who's for a guy who's seven seven foot plus, two hundred eighty pounds or more, um, he hits the ground a lot. You know, he yep. loves loves to sell calls, and I feel like that probably wears on him too, especially for a guy who's so injury prone. Um, you know, so be careful what you wish for there, Joel. Right. Um, when you with your with your floppiness and. You know, you're flopping around like a like a crappie on a on a pier, and you wonder why you're you get little little knee injuries and, right. and stuff like that. And yeah. um, you know, I don't know. Atlanta's playing really well. So the thing about Atlanta is, like on paper, you're just like, oh, it's the Hawks. I mean, they're five seed, like they're a nice team, but you know, whatever, they're not that great. But it's like they've been tremendous the last, I mean, three months. Yeah, I think with the Hawks, here's where I think the Hawks the biggest advantage is Drew Holiday so we can start with Atlanta um because that was your first answer and I was I bullied you into the Philly stuff um because that's what I want and but we'll start with Atlanta you know I think Holiday becomes the biggest factor in that series because he I believe Trey Young's been terrible against the Bucks this year when Holiday's been on him I think his numbers are awful against Milwaukee and it, it will be basically comes down to can Bogdan, John Collins, a little Herder, Danilo, can all those guys beat you versus the main star of the show? Or can Nate McMillan figure out a way to free up Trey Young from Drew Holiday? Because that's, that's going to be the fundamental problem in that series for Atlanta, where, where I worry the three-point shooting, I agree, I also worry that Atlanta has a few, you know, like Capella and Collins are both pretty good defenders and throwing those guys at Giannis for a long, that's, that's a little different than what you've dealt with, with Brooklyn or Miami, really. Um, I know yeah. you have Bam out of bio, but that was it. Right. So Capella and Capella and, and Collins is a lot inside. And so it's not, yeah, and they're, they're both, they're both pretty athletic. Yeah. Um, I, Collins is probably too small. Yeah. But he's, he, he could definitely make up. I, I don't, his wingspan isn't like, he's not like super freakishly built, but like he's definitely super athletic. And um, yeah, that's it, an interesting it would be, point. It would be a challenge inside, right? But again, to go back to, okay, Trey Young, Holiday, Holiday washes out Trey Young. Also, who the fuck guards Chris Middleton in that series? Like, Herder, maybe? Like, is Herder their best yeah. wing defender? 
And, and yeah, like, that would probably be it. I mean, it'd probably be Herger. Uh, yeah. Bogdanovich Danilo, is not a great defender. Trey Young is notably awful. Danilo can't um, stop a sneeze. Um, and he's fat. No. Uh, um, you know. Yeah, he is getting big. He might be inspired though by that it, the Italian soccer team. Like they've they've like not allowed a goal in like eleven games. I, I mean that eleven matches. Excuse me for my soccer friends. Um, he might get inspired by their 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 run of defense, but he he sucks uh, defensively. He can hit a three though. Um, he's been surprisingly clutch this playoffs. He's not not known for that. Um, he's been a noted bad playoff guy, and it hasn't been the case with him. Who is this? Danilla. Oh, yeah. It's been all right. I mean, they too, Atlanta, in some of these games against Philly, have been – God, was it, it – must. I think it was game six for them. They were very, very, very ISO heavy for long stretches of, yeah. of that of that game. They kind of pulled a Bucks game five in, in game six where it just was like, what are we doing, <laughs> you know, for like eight <laughs> – for like six minutes of a fourth quarter. You know, when when you really need to when you really need to start making baskets, you're just isoing with Trey Young, and basically different guys are taking there. So, I mean, the Hawks are really young too. Yeah, um, they don't yeah. have a ton of like big game experience whatsoever, really. Yeah, and it's fitting that it's a major weekend in golf, but it's kind of like when a guy who's leading the major for the first time gets to the back nine and goes, "Holy shit, I'm <laughs> I might win this major." And then you see him duck hook a drive off the 10th tee. That's kind of what I think Atlanta would get to in, in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not saying the moment would be too big, but it would. I'm sure that Milwaukee crowd would be incredible in game one. And there would be a moment for Atlanta where they would realize, holy shit, are we supposed to be well, here? Well, and, and that's, that's one thing I didn't bring up too, was if you do play Atlanta, you do have home court advantage. Yeah, um, it's – which. I guess I'd prefer. However, I mean, it sounds weird to say, but like, there's something about like, you know, we the, so the Bucks got their ass kicked in the first two games in Brooklyn for the yep. most part. I mean, game one wasn't as much of a blowout, but it really wasn't close either at the end of the day. And, um, you know, but you come back and you get two at home and you can, you can kind of seize all the momentum. If you can, if you can get both at home, then you're, you know, you win both. You're kind of riding, riding with the momentum back into game five. And it, it does really become a three game series with, you know, where if you are able to win the two back at home, you, know, you, you have all the momentum. Now the Bucks lose game five in Brooklyn in, in sort of miserable fashion. I mean, I don't really want to rehatch it, but you know, they, they were showed their mental toughness, which we were doubting, obviously, as we alluded to to open the podcast. But there's something about that where it's like, I don't know. The Bucks are trying it different this year, I guess. And so far, it's worked out to their advantage. Um, but, I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I guess I'd rather have home court advantage. You know, going, going to Philly to open the series would be, you know, not as scary as Brooklyn. But, I mean... It's, Look, uh, and, and Philly Philly remembers Giannis sitting on their court. Like, you're going to tell me that the Sixer fans won't remember Giannis sitting at half court. Like, that will be brought up. That will be a story. Um, I think Giannis actually likes the counting. He said that after the game. We didn't hear the post game because Rothhouse put the music on. But Giannis was like, actually, the counting helps me because it, it kind of gets me in the rhythm. 
So and he was eight of fourteen from the line last night. Like it, it would be, yeah. it would be an aggressive Philly crowd. And I do yeah, with Philly kind of transitioning to them. I guess the real question is, is like Ben Simmons would have a chance to kind of rewrite all the shit that's been said about him, right? Because he'd take Giannis at times, he'd take Chris Middleton. And could he kind of rewrite what, what's been said about him this postseason? There's been probably no player slandered more than Ben Simmons. Um, and, and really, you'd have Doc and Bud kind of the Spider-Man meme. I mean, both those guys have been notorious playoff chokers. And if they're the two that are left, I kind of still like Bud a little more than Doc, I'll be honest. You have such like with, with the teams left in, in both Eastern and Western conferences, it's like you have such so many like like the Clippers, right? Never been to the conference finals. Yep. Finally finally get there. They've blown numerous series leads throughout the years, throughout the last and the Clippers have been a, a pretty successful franchise the last ten years. Yeah. But just unable to get over the hump. Mm-hmm. Uh you got the Suns who I don't believe have ever won a championship. No. Um and you've got the Bucks, who haven't won one since freaking Nam, literally, <laughs> yeah. and uh, have you know have been you know notoriously uh, the last couple of years come up short. Not to mention being you know mi- a miserable franchise for 25 years, for the better part of 25 years. You've got so they got they have a lot of a lot of demons, you know, skeletons in the closet, and then you got Philly with Doc Rivers who since winning a championship in 2008 has blown, been a lot of big part of a lot of those Clippers blown leads over the years. I mean, has, has become notorious, notorious as, as a choker. And then Atlanta, I don't believe they have a title either. I don't even, they've been to what one conference finals in their franchise history and that's it. And, um, and with Atlanta, you just have the city of Atlanta heartbreak, right? You have yeah. the 28 to three, you have the multiple Braves collapses throughout the years, like 14 for like 14 division titles and not, and what one, one world, one world series. series. Yeah. One yeah. world series, you know, Georgia hasn't won a national championship in football and God knows when I think it's the eighties, um, like early eighties. So like you have a lot more, cultural things i think wisconsin milwaukee a little bit because it'll be the first championship in milwaukee since the 70s but yeah um there's a ton of storylines that could be there and the jay crowder storyline too if the bucks and Suns end up getting into the finals with just the history there uh, which i think a lot of bucks fans are well aware that that's there and how crazy the two bucks and Suns games were this season um yeah it's it's gonna be a ride, man. I can't believe we have two more of these, like potentially. Like, I, yeah. I uh, my guy Shannon uh, texted me today and was like, "I don't know what's gonna happen for you if there's another. You have two more of these. Like, how are you gonna keep this up?" And I'm like, "I said I don't know if anything will be as intense as this series. I hope not. Like, I I said in like I asterisks like I really don't hope that." It's as intense, but it could be because it's the playoffs, man. Yeah. And it's I mean, never- the last, I was going to say the last like, just like week has been, I don't know, 
like I had a really busy week of work and you know I've, I've, I've and, and then on top of it you have these like grinder games that are starting an hour late this week hour later than they have been basically all all playoffs all season I mean so it's just been kind of a rough week on my on my my health I think yeah <laughs> for yeah, lack of get- a better term yeah, the good news is we get like three days to kind of rehab, right? Like we get tonight, we get tomorrow, we get Tuesday to just sort of really freshen up and get ready for Wednesday. And then yeah. we have we have our own decision on uh, if we're going to make it out to the Broadhouse on Wednesday. It's a little early in the week, I'll admit. Like it's that's an early, it's early to kind of be firing up. I, I can't remember the last time I went out on a Wednesday. Um, yeah. but that will be, that'll be for us to decide Friday is going to be unbelievably wild because if the bucks are at home, they play Atlanta, you have reopening day goes the full capacity at Miller park and fam, um, at three o'clock. And then you'd have a bucks Hawks game at seven 30. I mean, Jesus or Bucks Sixers <laughs> on the road, but if it's at home, I mean, talk about like the city's been on fire. Like we heard we were at the broad house and someone come, came up to us and was like, you can't get into any bar right now. There's like a two hour wait to get into loaded slate. It's unbelievable, unbelievably packed. If Friday is yeah. going to look like that with the opening day stuff, cause it's going to be sloppy. If you'd have a really, that would be a hell of a day though, doing opening day and then doing bucks Hawks later. That would be, that'd be a hell of a, hell of a sports day. I don't think I would, I think I would need like a few IVs to make it through Saturday, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be wild, man. Well, I appreciate you hopping on. Do you have anything else before, uh, before we sign off? Well, I was going to say that's, that's kind of how I felt about game seven going into Saturday. It was like, I am going to need an ambulance on site because. Yeah. And I mean, we almost did. I mean, I mean <laughs> literally that, that, that game went like, like if, if you could, um just draw up like the most intense like game seven that the nba could possibly provide i think i think that's we we got it and uh the bucks came out on top i mean and i and and, and saved saved some people in the process probably <laughs> <I mean. laughs> no no question about it man well this was great i this was awesome man and i'm glad we hopped on We'll see. Yeah. Uh, so, because we're we're done here, do do you think it's Philly or Atlanta tonight? Uh, man, I think it's. I think Philly wins. I do too. I think I think Atlanta covers the spreads six and a half. I think that's too many points for a game seven. Yeah. So I guess I guess that's Vegas saying Atlanta's going to poop their pants here, which would be very on brand for the city of Atlanta for them to just lay a complete egg. Like remember that uh, Cardinals Braves series was that last year or two years ago? I was, I think it was two years ago where it went two to game ago. five and then they gave up like 13 runs in the first quarter or first, first, first inning. inning. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That would, that would be, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> it, it, like, it goes back to what we were talking about. Like you're right. Like this is a team that is, is young and they may, they, they not fold, but like it might, it might be too, too much for them. I mean, at this point, you know, you, you, you gotta go, you gotta go like, through it. 
the crazy thing is, is this Philly team is just as could be just as bad. So I don't know, man. We'll we'll have to see. And then uh, for the fuck of it, uh, who do you like in the Sixers Suns Clippers series? Assuming Chris Paul can get out of protocols at some point in maybe after game two. Well, it's interesting because the Clippers don't have Kawhi Leonard. That's that's been way too quiet. Yeah. And uh, Chris Paul is is in protocol and we don't at this point know when he might be back so you know both teams are missing probably their most important player I think you could argue um I think the Suns get it done I actually think the Clippers are gonna do it I think Paul George yeah I don't know I think Paul George has a good matchup I don't know if they're kind of that Atlanta thing with Chris Middleton like I don't know who guards Paul George on on the Suns I guess Jay Crowder but um, Brit, Michael Brit, Michael Bridges. Yeah, maybe. Um, Michael Bridges is good too. Underrated guy. Yeah. Another, another yeah, thing. Totally. Another thing. The Sixers fucked up. You hate to see it. Good way. Oh my god, dude! Like, <laughs> I actually just watched a YouTube video this morning. I was, I, I like rewatched the the highlights from the Bucks game and sort of. Sometimes you just let YouTube roll and you'll get these yeah. like random videos that come up. And it was like they were talking about it was a, a top five worst teams of all time in the NBA. And they were talking about the, the process Sixers, basically just how bad they were. And it's like, if you go back and think of like, just the, just the draft picks they fucked up in the last, oh, yeah. I mean, it's just hilarious. I mean, and, and it, it's obviously, it's really hard to criticize the draft in hindsight, like, or it's really right. easy, I should say. Yeah. But like, I mean, you had Fultz, who is, you know, in Orlando now. Trash. You, you had, you had, you had Nerland's Noel, who you took in the, in the Giannis draft and then yeah. took, Jaleel Okafor, who plays the same position, like two years later, or not even, might, might even been the next year. And it's like, what are you going to do? Play these guys together? Like, no. I mean, I guess at the time, it's like you take the best guy available, and if you you, you trade one eventually, which they did. But yeah, I mean, now they're stuck with Simmons and Embiid, who probably aren't working. Uh, absolutely, and it's crazy. And yeah, nope. there there's a lot there, but you know, it's it. They at least have a chance, and we'll see what happens tonight. We'll see. We'll be ready for Wednesday. Um, we may see you at the Brown House. We may not. It might. It might be too early. I know a lot of people want it. We 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 got lives, unfortunately. <laughs> the Brown House starts paying, dropping cash. And that's my overall job. Just brand ambassador. Uh, I'll be there. I'll be there every fucking game. But until then, uh, we gotta we gotta work on that. So, but I don't, I'm telling yep. you. I, no one's giving them more free advertising than I was trying to tell Tim that last night. I was like, it's like, look, man, we brought about 45 people here last night. Like, but he, yeah. he, dis- he disagreed. That's okay. All right, guys, we got to wrap up. We'll, we'll see you. We'll, we'll pop on. I don't know if we'll, we'll do one again this week or if we'll, uh, we'll find some other time, but we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys. Have a great Sunday. And uh, we'll back for we'll back game one daily tap back on Tuesday. See ya. Peace. Oh, I gotta stop recording.